Hello and thank you for joining us as we talk about healing and miracles, uh, which we do every Sunday night. God put it on my heart to, to do these teachings and to look in his word, uh, specifically in, in, in the subject of both healing and miracles. Because I believe in a, in a God who can do anything. And I believe that God still heals people today. Now, not everybody believes that. Many There's some Christians who believe that the power of God doesn't show up and doesn't manifest and God doesn't do anything these days. Well, I'm not one of those. I believe God does still move in power. And there's things that he wants to do. There's things that he desires to do. And his word shows us that he's a God of power. And we've, we've been specifically doing a series called It's Possible. Just simple. It's possible. What's possible? Anything. <laughs> because he's a big God. And we've looked at some specific areas. And the areas we've looked at have related in some way to healing of the physical body. But maybe some more extreme situations. Like a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the God raising up paralyzed people and people who are lame and people who cannot walk. And, and, and his power being released into their legs and, and, and enabling them to walk. And we spent a session talking about that because I believe that's possible. And, and last time we talked about the blind, the eyes of the blind opening. And, and this, we looked at specific scriptures that God uh, shows addressing this area. So each of these areas we're talking about, they, you, you see repeated in scriptures. That's why we did a whole session on paralyzed and lame, and a whole session on the blind. We're going to look at another area tonight. And even if these areas are not specifically relevant to you, they, it, listen anyway, because it's going to stir your faith. Uh, I believe God wants to raise up a generation of believers who believe it is possible and who look at situations and, and do not see the impossibility. Like David, they, they don't just look at Goliath. They don't look at that giant and see the giant. They look at that giant and they see something that God's power is able to bring down and put a stop to. Now, let's just quickly go before I tell you what we're going to talk about tonight. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. <coughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. It says this, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. The message of the cross, or we might say the gospel. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that think that it's foolish. It's foolish for us to believe in God in the 21st century. There's, there are people who think it's foolish to believe in a message from, from something that happened 2,000 years ago. Uh, there's even Christians who believe it's foolish to believe the power of God will show up in a situation. Well, that, he's talking about that group in this verse. He says, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Uh, you see, if, if we're in the church, if we're believers, we should not look at the message of the cross or anything about the cross or the Bible as being foolish. There's Christians who think it's foolish to believe that God will do a miracle and he'll heal you. Okay, well, look at what it says. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us, that's us, that's the believers, that's the church. To us who are saved, or some say, translations say being saved, that's not what we're talking about right now. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. The message of the cross is the power of God. There is power in the message of the cross. There is power in the gospel. Power throughout the Bible. We see that God is a God who does miracles. God who moves. God is able to change situations. His power is able to be released into bodies to cause change. And I believe in a God who does miracles. And I, don't, I do not believe 
that there is any situation that's out of his reach or out of the realm of his power to change. Just how big is God? Just how, just what is he capable of doing? Well, the reality is he is, he is far bigger than you can even imagine. And he is capable of doing literally anything. There is not a single situation that he cannot change and his power cannot do something about. There is not a single situation in the human body, whether it's right on a genetic level, whether it's on the DNA, whether there's missing body parts, whether there's damage that's been done through illnesses or, or accident. There is literally nothing he cannot change and cannot fix. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm preaching this message because I want to stir you up, Hook, connect your faith up with me, and let's believe that it's possible. Let's look at situations. Let's look at those giants. When everything in the natural wants to look at that challenge and think there's no hope, there's no chance, nothing can be done. We, we, we want to be a people who say, no, 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 my God can do that. It's possible. I believe in the power of God. I believe that the message of the cross is a message of power. Amen. So I want to look at a spe couple, another specific situation tonight. And each of these areas will stir you up. I believe to just raise your confidence in God, whether you're facing the specific situation or not, uh, or might as well get yourself strengthened up because maybe, you know, the enemy might want to attack in some areas. And if you've got yourself strong in these areas, if the enemy tries to attack, you've got the scriptures, you stand and you can rise up over that thing. Let's look here in John chapter four. John chapter four talks about a man, a nobleman in verse 46 who came to Jesus and uh, it says his son was sick. But it doesn't, his son was not just a little bit sick. I want you to notice the condition of this boy. In verse 47, John 4 verse 47 says this. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and he implored him to come down and heal his son. For he, his son, was at the point of death. This is what I want you to catch now. This is tonight's message. It doesn't say he's died yet. He's not yet dead, but he's right there. The, 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 we, we're, not, we're not told how close, maybe moments, maybe, maybe he's been given a day or two to live. Uh, he hasn't yet died, but he's at the point of death. Uh, this is the kind of situation where someone is right at death's door. Maybe medical science has said there's no hope. There's nothing more we can do. Maybe maybe doctors have said, we're giving you, we, we, you've only got a day or two to live. Can God turn that around? Here's the question. Is God able? Is God able to do something even in that situation? When everything in the natural says that situation is over, close the door, give up hope. It's, is it possible? This is what I want to stir you up about. See, Christians, sometimes we're a little bit maybe afraid to talk about some of these things. We're afraid to be bold with this. Oh, yes, we believe God heals. But even a lot of us, we reach a point we give up. Notice the condition. I'm going to show you more scriptures about this. This is repeated in scriptures a few times. Okay. Is God able to turn a situation around even when it is that far gone? Let's look at this in the word. So this nobleman comes to Jesus, his, his daughter, his son, sorry, his son is at the point of death. Let's talk about another one. Okay. Is it, is it possible? Is it possible that one moment somebody is, has been told that's it, that's the end? Is it possible that the power of God can hit that person and just moments later they'd be running down the hospital room healed? 
And, and the next day they're out playing football, whereas the day before they were on their deathbed. Is that possible? It's possible. This is God. This is what the power of God is able to do. This is what the power of God is capable of doing. This is the power of God that I believe in. The power of God that is able to do these kind of situations. This is why we're specifically zeroing in on in on specific things the Bible highlights in Scripture. Because I want to stir us up in this area. I want us to begin to rise up strong and believe that God is able to turn situations like that even around. Has God done it before? Has God taken a person that is right on death's door? Like I said, I believe God can raise the dead. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about someone who's just there, right there, moments. Maybe, maybe given a day to live. Maybe given two days to live. Maybe, maybe they're in their last few minutes. Let's look at another one in this situation. In Mark chapter five, there was a man called Jairus. Now, when Jairus first came to Jesus, let's read the situation. Mark chapter five. Um, it says, Mark chapter five, verse twenty-two. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came. Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. He thought he sees Jesus. He falls at Jesus' feet and, and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies. Notice this at the point of death. That's the same phrase we just saw with the, the nobleman uh, in John 4. He was at his son was at the point of death. Here it again, it says about Jairus's daughter, she was at the point of death. And in fact, the way it's written in, in Matthew, Matthew, he says, has just died. But if you look at the original language, it, it has the meaning she's dying right now. At the very moment, Jairus is saying, my daughter is dying this very moment. Uh, and, and Mark says, uh, says, says she was dying. She's at the point of death. Or she was dying. Or she's dying this very moment. This girl doesn't have 24 hours to live. She's in her last day on this earth was god able to do anything about it was god able to turn it around was jesus able to do something is there hope in that situation well if you believe in god and you believe in the power of god yes you yes there's hope now let me go back to what i started on because i read that verse where i said the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are saved it is the power of god and that's the verse i read See, there are people who will tell you it's foolish to believe God when things get that bad. Oh, you're just in denial. Oh, you know, you, you, you're giving people false hope. They just need to accept the situation and let go. That's what the world wants to tell you. They will tell you it is foolish to put your confidence in God when things get that close. Now, it's OK, you know, believe God when you've got a headache. But come on, let's face reality here. We just got to give up now. Doctor said it's all over. You know, the doctor said. Well, thank God for what the doctors do. I'm not against doctors. My own dad's a retired doctor. I don't have a problem with doctors at all. I don't believe doctors are contrary to the things of God. They're trying to help people too. But medical science has its limits. God doesn't. God is unlimited. God created the human body. And God is able to do things even when it's at the point of death. Look at this man, Jairus. Just put, you, put yourself in this man's shoes for a moment. You know, he's a parent. His daughter has been given up to die. Where should he be at that moment in the natural? Everything in the natural, he should be at his daughter's bedside saying his goodbyes. Everything in the natural said he should. That's where he should be. They should be gathered around his daughter. 
and, and the family, they should all be crying and they should all be holding your hand and saying, we love you. We wish we had longer with you on the earth. But, you know, doctors have said there's nothing to do. We just want you to know we love you. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not criticizing that. But that, that's what you do. That, that's, that's what you should be doing in the natural. Where is this man, Jairus? His daughter is having her last breaths on this earth. And he has left the house to go find Jesus. And what, he's, what does he say to Jesus? This, is, this isn't a situation where she had 24 hours to live. She's dying right then and he leaves the house. That's not what a father does in the natural. This man believed in something bigger. He believed something could happen. And in fact, the way he talks to Jesus shows he had absolute confidence in Jesus. He doesn't come to Jesus and say, oh, help, help. If you can do anything, help. We need you help. That's not how he talks. This is what he says to Jesus. Mark chapter 5, verse 23 says, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. This is what he said. That's a quote from what he said. This is how scripture records it. This man believed Jesus was the answer. He believed if he could get Jesus into his house, his daughter was not dying that day. That's why he was able to leave her bedside and go find Jesus. Because in his heart, he believed my daughter's not dying today. I got the answer. I know where the answer is. Jesus. And Jesus, all you got to do is come into my house, lay your hands on her. My daughter's got to live. This is not a man who's falling apart, thinking he's in his daughter's last moments. This is a man who knows he's got the answer and he has full confidence that it is possible. Now, let me just point this out with Jairus. This isn't the, the primary thing I'm talking about today. In Jairus's instance, things got worse for him. Just because he'd stepped out and believed in Jesus doesn't mean well, everything went perfectly right off that. In fact, it actually went worse. Jesus said, okay, I'll come. They start walking toward his house. Next thing, Jairus, they come and messengers come to Jairus and said, just give up. She's dead. It, it actually took a step further with Jairus. And she did die. But then but Jesus said to Jairus, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's not finished yet. And he went and then he raised her from the dead. And like I said, we could preach about God raising the dead. But what I want you to see right now is people that are at the point of death. Does the Bible show that these kind of situations can be turned around? Yes, it does. Is it possible? Yes, it is. What's going to do it? There is power in the message of the cross. We, the body of Christ, the representatives of God on this earth, we are to be clothed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that, 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 that you shall receive power. You will be clothed. His power will come upon you when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. God has equipped us with power that we are to be walking in. God wants us to tap into this and walk in this and to, to be the answer and the solution so that when people are in this kind of desperate situation, they are able to come into contact with the power of God. And I believe they can. I believe they can. Even when someone is moments away from their last breaths on this earth, God can still turn that around. It's still possible. I believe in a God who can turn it around. Let me show you some other scriptures here. Well, I, as I said, Jairus' daughter was raised up. What about the other man I mentioned, the nobleman? She was at the point of death. Well, by the end of that passage, just a few verses later, the, the, that, 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 that nobleman's son was healed as well. That situation was not beyond repair. Jesus fixed that one and, and, and that boy was healed. 
and he was completely healed and he lived. Let me read you something. Let me read you two verses here. I want you, I want you to see this in the scriptures. Job chapter 33. Job 33. That's an amazing passage starting with verse 18. Now, why, why has God put these things in the earth? Why has God put these scriptures in, in, in his word? He's put them in here because he wants to show us these things can happen. Why did he put J.R.'s and the noblemen? And why did he put that phrase in his word? These two children were at the point of death. And then he showed us it turning around because he wants us to believe that he is a God who can turn it around even when it is that far gone. It's possible. God can make the lame walk. God can make the blind see. God can raise up those who are right on their deathbed, breaths away from dying and leaving this planet. The power of God is able to do it. And I believe in a God who can do it. And, and it's not foolishness to me. Like I said, there's people that'll say, oh, no, it's foolish. You, you, you're just in denial. You know, you just need to accept that they're going to die. Now, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. Hold on. I think I've got something. Is this still recording? I've just had a message. Hold on. Something's going on here on my recording. Give me one moment. It says it's disconnected, so I don't know if people are hearing me. I'm sorry if that just disappeared. I'm not quite sh sure what happened. I had something fl flash across the screen saying it's lost the connection and it was trying to log me in again. So if I've just been sitting here and you've been watching me, then that's why. But anyway, I should be back on now. Let's go to Job 33. Job chapter 33 and verse 18. Why did God put these things in his word? Why did God put in his word that... Um, these situations about these people who are at the point of death. He put them in his word so that he can, she shows us that he, he can turn it around even at that point. Even at that point, there is never a point that it's gone too far where God says, I can't do it anymore. It's possible. Let these scriptures build faith on the inside of you. Like I said, some people will say it's foolish. Oh, it's, you're just in denial. You just need to accept it. You know, when doctors have said it's over, then it's over. No, it's only it's only over when God says it's over and God hasn't yet said it's over. Let's look at a couple of other verses. I want to I want you to show you these in Job 33. I want you to notice God talks about this in his word. People who write on their deathbeds. It's in the scriptures and the scriptures are there to give us faith. Job chapter 33, verse 18. It says he keeps back his soul from the pit. Now, he there is God. If you read the context he is is a reference to God there. God, he keeps back his soul from the pit. Now, the pit there is a reference to death. And his life from perishing by the sword. Is God able to keep a person from dying? He is. He is. This is the God we serve. It's possible. Now, as I said, doctor, doctors can help. I'm not against doctors, but they can only do so much. But God, ultimately, the solution, the answer that is able to cure even death itself is God. Now, let's look. Continue on. That was verse 18. Job 33, verse 18. Let's continue verse 19. Because from verse 19, he describes a sick person. 
Notice what he says about the sick person. He says, man is also chastened with pain on his bed. This is talking about someone who is in bed and in pain. With strong pain in many of his bones. This is not just a, a minor situation. Here. It's talking about someone in their bed and their pain, their bones are in pain. And it says, so that his life abhors bread and his soul succulent food. It says that they're in so much pain that they just don't even want to eat. They just push food away. They're not interested. Look at what it's describing here in the situation. It says his flesh wastes away from sight. It means he's just getting thinner and thinner. He's just wasting away right in front of your eyes. This is, this is not a minor situation it's describing here. And his bones stick out, which once were not seen. He's become so thin, he just, he's just bones. And he just doesn't want to eat. And he's in pain. He's lying there in bed. And then notice verse 22. Yes, his soul draws near the pit. In other words, he's right about to die. This is describing someone that is that close to death. Things have gotten so bad. And it says his life to the executioners. But notice it's talking about a person who's sick and in pain and can't eat. They're wasting away in front of your eyes. Does this verse say, well, you know, that's, that's, we just got to say goodbye. That's it. Now that's the end. There's nothing God can do. That's not what it says. Notice it continues on in verse 23. It says, if there is a messenger for him, a mediator, what's a mediator? A mediator is one who stands between. And in terms of the things of God, it's a mediator is one who stands between us and God. That's Jesus, by the way. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. And it says, if there is a mediator, one among a thousand to show man his uprightness, then he, God, is gracious to him and says, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. A, a ransom there, we could even say a substitute. There, in other words, someone else has paid the price. Someone else has paid the price. His flesh shall be young like a child's, and he shall return to the days of his youth. His flesh, <laughs> verse, I love that, verse 25, his flesh shall be young like a child's. Well, who, whose flesh will be young like a child's? The same person that moments ago was lying there, wasting away on their deathbed, moments away from death. It, just a few verses earlier, it says his soul was drawing near to the pit. He's about to die. Then something happens. Finds a mediator and a ransom, someone who paid the price. That's Jesus, by the way. Jesus paid the price. And then it says, what happened? This, this man's situation, they're no longer drawing near to death. They are rising up. It says he's suddenly his flesh is young like a child's. Suddenly he's returned to the days of his youth. And suddenly it talks about he is restored. And verse 28, he, God, will redeem his soul from going down to the pit and his life shall see the light. That's the word of God. Is that possible? Can God do that? You believe God can do that. I believe God can do that. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Psalm 107. Psalm 107. We'll end on this one. Psalm 107. Starting in verse 17 says this fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities were afflicted. You know, sometimes we get ourselves in a mess. 
That's, that's, that's what it starts off. It's because of their own inequities, because their own transgressions, they were afflicted. And that's not what the message tonight is about. But you know what? Will God even help someone who got themselves in a mess? Well, according to this passage, he will. Just keep reading. It's talking about someone who, because of their own mess, got themselves in a situation. Verse 18, how bad does it get for this person? How bad does this situation get? Verse 18, their soul abhorred all manner of food. Again, they don't want to eat. Similar situations, talking about someone, they just don't want to eat. Verse, uh, and it says, and they drew near the gates of death. There it is again. Right on death's door. Is there hope? Can God do anything in that situation? We've seen with the nobleman, God fixed it and healed. With, with, with Jairus, we've seen in Job 33. Now we've got another scripture here. Same situation being described. They drew near the gates of death. Verse 19. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Isn't that what Jairus and the nobleman did? They came out and cried out to Jesus. Some, you know, you can cry out to God a long time before then. You don't have to wait for it to get that bad before you cry out. But in this situation, they right on right on death's door, moments away from dying, moments away from their last breath. They cry out to the Lord in their trouble. Well, it's better than not crying out at all. What happens? What does God do? Does God sit there and say, no, 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 should have called out to me before. It's too late now. I can't do anything. I'm going to do anything about that. No, that's not what happens in this situation. This is this is not hopeless. This is not the end. Notice what happens. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. What distress is that? I'd say it's quite distressful thinking your moments away from the gates of death. This is describing a person who's right about to die. They're sick. They, they are in such a bad state. What happens? He saves them out of their distress. Verse 20, and many of us know this verse. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Very often we just pull that verse out by itself, and it's a good verse. I, I don't have a problem with quoting it by itself, but many of us don't realize the context. The context is someone who's right on the verge of death. Does, can God turn it around? Yes. What does he do? He sends his word and he brings healing into that situation and he delivers that person out of the grips of death. Can God do this? I believe so. Is there any situation that's too far gone? Is there any situation where there is no hope in God anymore? No, there is no situation. Now, there, there, are, there are people on this earth who want to tell you God doesn't do miracles anymore. There are believers. There's well, Christians. I'm not entirely sure believers. They're unbelieving believers <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. They want to tell you God doesn't do miracles and God's power doesn't happen and God's powers passed away. And they want to they want to tell you it's foolish to believe in the power of God. I want to tell you the opposite. I want to tell you I believe in a God who does miracles. I believe in a God who can rip people, person right from the very last breaths of their life and they could one moment they can be dying the next moment they're running around the bedroom or they're running down the hospital corridors praising god because they're completely healed and a miracle can take place right in front of your very eyes but we need to begin to believe in a god we need to begin to have more confidence and to begin to believe that these scriptures are in the word because god wants us to see that he can do this kind of stuff so let's raise our confidence 
Let's begin to have greater expectation. Let the word of God build faith in your heart and begin to think to yourself, yeah, God can do that. Whatever it is you're facing, I might not have covered your situation yet. I'm, do, I'm doing this in, in a way where we're highlighting specific situations because I wanted to really stir you up. But even if you've got a situation we haven't covered yet, God can still fix that too. There is nothing out of his reach. It is all still possible. But let's pray here. Let's stand here together. I've read scriptures to you. I've given you the word of God. There might be someone listening. There might be people who are listening live or the recording afterwards who are in this kind of situation. Maybe you've been told you've got three days to live. Maybe you've been told doctors have said there's nothing more we can do. Maybe you've got a child we've got, we've got where, the, where the doctors have said we can't do anything. No hope anymore. Well, let's pray. Let's stand together. I'm going to pray with you. And these people who are with us right now, I believe they're going to pray with us and believe. This is the group of believers. We're going to pray with you. We're going to believe God with you. And you you pray with us right now. And let's begin to believe God for a change in that situation. Let's begin to believe the power of God released, whether it's a child, whether it's someone you know, whether it's you. <laughs> you might have tuned on to the Internet thinking, I have got, I don't know what to do. I've just been told I'm going to die. Let's see if there's any, is there any help? Is there any hope? And God might have brought this message up in front of you right now and to say to you, yes, there's hope in God. Pray with me right now. And I believe the power of God and the miraculous power of God can be released. So let's do this. Father, hallelujah. Father, we come before you right now. And the people who are listening with us, I believe they're praying, believing with us. Lord, you are a God who does miracles. You deliver people from going down to the, to the pit. You can deliver from the grips of death. Even in the last moments, you can turn things around. There is never a situation that's too far gone, Father God. Lord, even when medical science has said there's no hope, even when human beings have said there's nothing they can do, God can, God can, God can. And we come before you, just like these scriptures say, we turn to the Lord God. We shut out everything else and we say, God, you are my hope. You are my deliverer. You are my helper. You are my answer. And I thank you that there is power in the cross. There is power in the message of the cross. There is power in the gospel, power to raise people up into healing and into life. And Lord, we thank you. I put our confidence in that. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we speak healing. Be healed. Rise up and receive that healing right now in Jesus' name. Bones, body, flesh, you live in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father God. I give you all the glory that your power and your anointing is released. And we thank you that you are raising people up. And I thank you for the turnaround. It's not hard for you, Lord. It's easy for you to do. And we thank you. We give you all the glory and the honor and that you fulfill these promises in your word. Right now, you've sent your word to these people. You've sent healing. You've sent deliverance. You've sent freedom to them. And I thank you, Father God, that it's done in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thank you for the people that are standing in agreement with us and getting stirred up. We're going to keep preaching on this. I've had this on my heart recently. We're going to keep preaching on the miraculous until more and more people start getting it. We need to be hearing more about the power of God because there are too many people that are telling us the power of God doesn't happen anymore. The enemy is trying to create a blanket unbelief in the church that wants to turn people away from the power of God and just to begin to believe that these things can't happen. Well, I'm here to tell you they can, but we're going to preach the gospel and the power of the cross and the power of the message of the cross. And we're going to preach it and preach it 
it and preach it until people begin to really be, have their faith raised up in the miraculous. And we begin to walk in and experience more of the miraculous. Because I know at the bottom of my heart that God wants to do more miracles. God wants us, the body of Christ, to step more into his power and to step more into walking in the miraculous. So that's why we're preaching. And I know many of you are connecting up with me with this. So I appreciate that. So we'll be back on again next week for some more. And, and, and if you wanted some other teaching, if this is the first time you've ever heard one of these videos, at the bottom of the screen, there's a link from these shores online slash courses. I'm currently running a free course on the Holy Spirit. It's at that link. You'll, it's, it's, there's a list of courses there, but you'll see the one on the Holy Spirit. If you want to get a bit more teaching as well, you're welcome to sign up to that and, and join in with that. But otherwise, we'll be back on again next Wednesday. Sorry, next Sunday. Same time. We'll be preaching more, stirring you up more in this area of what God can do. Bless you. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again soon.